another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Wang. And boo! I'm your co-host, Jimmy. That's going to scare uh, me later when I It's Halloween! <laughs> Spooky scary! Lots Welcome. of tricks and treats in store for you listeners. This is a this is a taste of what you're going to be like as a person handing out candy to the trick-or-treaters. You know, <laughs> we had that option today and we neglected to No, I know, but it. I feel like you're going to have to like flex your main character energy on them and they're just going to be like, trick-or-treat mist, and you're going to be like, whoo, welcome, blah, blah, and they're going to be like, sir, can you yeah. just give us our candy? <laughs> yeah, in the elevator coming up today, there was a little girl in an outfit oh, and I was like, I was like oh, as? she was a Paw Patrol girl. Oh, that's I was like, is that Paw Patrol? She's like, uh-huh. She's like, look at my jetpack. Oh, and I was like, Oh, it's the best part. Wait, that's so cute. I know Paw Patrol. Mostly because we think Ellie's Paw Patrol. Wait, no. Why do we really know Paw Patrol? Why is Paw Patrol one of our things? Because, honestly, like, I just, like, know, like, I <laughs> when feel When did it become one of our things? What? Didn't we get some Paw Patrol uh, Valentine's uh Yeah, but there was something else that started it. So, like, for those of you guys that, that don't know, like, do you ever have, like, a, a shtick, like, a thing? Because, like, one of our things for Jimmy and I is Paw Patrol. Like, if we see... Why do you have the need to touch the table? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Um, it's my ADHD. <laughs> it really is. You guys, like once a week, I tell Jimmy not to touch the table we record on while we're recording because it'll make a noise. And I just literally saw his little brain just like turn off and he slowly reached his finger to touch the corner. Stop. There's something about this little support thing. Okay. Like... Well, you have the, you have 24 hours a day to touch that little nub, but the one time we choose touch it is the one time we record. It helps soothe me. Anyways, so if Jimmy and I are at the store and we see, like, candy that's Paw Patrol themed or, like, cheese sticks that are Paw Patrol themed, we just have to get it because Paw Patrol is one of our things. It's our thing because, like, Ellie looks like a Paw Patrol. Oh, you know what? I think it's because when we first got Ellie and we had to give her a harness, uh, one of the first harnesses we ever got her that, like, helped her, she looks like a little police dog in because she kind of looks a little shepherdy and, like, shepherds are traditionally, like, German shepherds, everyone thinks is, like, a police dog. And, like, we put on this little red harness on her and she looks like a police dog slash, like, she works at Target. It's, like, really cute, actually. Yeah, and she hates it. Yeah, no, she's, like, really embarrassed. She gives the... Whenever we have to put on her harney, her harness, that we call it, um, she kind of looks like a little kid when you have to put a sweater on them. Like, they're going to come over and let you put the sweater on them, but they're not going to be happy about it. She's just kind of like, okay, trudges away. Yeah, she's like, everyone's going to make fun of me. But then, like, a few minutes later, she kind of forgets she even has on. She's like, hey, guys, I'm at the park. Yeah, then she has fun. You probably hear her in the corner chewing her cheese. And, like, honestly, I would normally try to fight this, but I'm just happy that she's occupied. So you guys just have to, for today, deal with her chewing her cheese. Oh, she just made a big pop. Oh, yeah, big crack. Um, Yak cheese. Anyways, happy Halloween, you guys. I am just so happy it's Halloween because Halloween is actually one of my favorite holidays. Did you know that about me, Jimmy? No. It's actually one of my favorite holidays. Um, not because of the costumes and all that, because of just the communal air of just like silliness. Like some of my professors and faculty dressed up and like you should see the pediatrics hallway. This is like this is like the Super Bowl for the pediatrics department. Like they all try to like outdo each other in their costumes and like the hallway is so nice. It's like it's such a fun thing. It's so funny cuz like Cause you work at a psych hospital. Yeah, like I work on a psychotic disorders unit, so like you, you guys wearing costumes might be kind of yeah. Like if you dress up, like it's like it's just opening a, a can of worms. Like, yeah, you know you're gonna set somebody off. Like. Yeah. Uh, anywho, well, without further ado, it is time for the hot girl huddle. Hit it, editing Connie.
Alrighty, you guys, this week for the healthcare horoscopes, we have our tarot cards. Now, you guys, very exciting. So about like one to two times a year now. Uh, well, starting last year. So I've really only done this like a couple hey, hey, times. Hey, hey. Well, it's upside down. It's okay. It'll be fine. Um, Will it? Well, it ruins the authenticity of the pulp. There's nothing authentic about what we're doing here, Jimmy. Yeah. So anyways, um, about a couple times a year now, I get my tarot cards read. Actually, just like once a year. Um, and so I had my very recent reading and it was very exciting. She won't even tell me how much she paid. No, I won't. <laughs> to me, it's a really good investment. And I really like um, this person that I just saw. I think they're really talented. I always cry like two minutes into my reading. It's kind of like really funny. Or like not even two minutes. I don't know. I just, I get so emotional. I'm someone that gets very emotional over non-emotional things. I don't know why. Alrighty, you guys. This week, for the healthcare horoscopes, for the week of October 31st, we have... Ooh, okay, Three of Cups! Cheers, people! The Three of Cups reverse is independence, alone time, hardcore partying, and three's a crowd. I don't understand why hardcore partying is in there, if everything else is hmm, I don't know. We did some hardcore partying this weekend. Oh my god! Wait, this is perfect. Okay, while the upright three of cups is a card of friendship and social events, the reversal of this card suggests that you would prefer to go it alone right now. Honestly, most days, I'm very much a homebody, if you guys didn't know. Uh, you may have recently spent a lot of time with others, <laughs> and now it just needs some alone time. This will make more sense as we discuss uh, in our spit talk that we went to a bar crawl this weekend. That was a lot of others. Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. If you are involved in a creative project, now may be the time to work independently rather than in a group. Oh, are you going to kick me out of the podcast? No, you're part of the podcast okay. now. You're coming down with me. <laughs> Another creative project? Now? Yeah. The, <laughs> the reverse three of cups can show that your creativity is being stifled or that you're being forced to conform to the group. You may be part of a tight-knit club that does things a certain way and is not open to innovative or alternative approaches. You need to consider whether you are willing to sacrifice your creative abilities in favor of the group's desire. If you are experiencing high levels of stress or you've been working hard, the reverse three of cups appears as a message to take some time off, baby. Okay. And recuperate and gain the support of friends before returning to reality. You've maybe working so hard that you lost your connection with your friends and family. So now's the time to reconnect and reprioritize their love and support. See this card as a reminder to reconnect with people that you care about. Let loose and have a good time without worrying too much about the consequences. Oh my god, wait, I'm so excited because um, this week, very exciting. Oh, I need to talk about this drink spit talk. But this week, I'm seeing one of my old childhood friends, Kendall. Uh, I'm staying with her in New York City. So, yeah. Um, anyways, ooh, on the other hand, the three of cups may, the three of cups reversed may signify overindulgence. You may be out most nights partying, doing drugs, or drinking heavily. Be mindful about the long-term consequences. We're not out partying, though. Yeah, we're really not. Um. But I do want to start taking better care of myself. Really? How so? I don't know. Eating better. Maybe. I just feel like we've, like, I feel like even, like, we just end up eating unhealthy a couple days a week. I know. We've been doing pretty good We've before this, though, with cooking. Um, anyways, Ellie is having a zoomie right now. I swear, the second I hit record, you love touching the table, and then Ellie loves, like, having a zoomie. Well, me touching the table definitely does not impact the recording quality at all. No, you touching the table is literally like a moth to a flame. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. You think they're going to know I'm touching the table right now? Yes. I, I don't will... think they No, will. because You'll I edit it out. Yeah, and it's annoying for me to hear. Anywho, now on to Journal Club. Alrighty, you guys, this week for Journal Club. This prompt of the week is, when was the first time you tried something new? 
uh, editing Connie here. I messed up. I meant to say when was the last time you tried something new? Not the first time. When was the last time you tried something new? I just like this prompt. It shows up a lot in like journaling things, but I just think it's like a good prompt to think about because like if you can't think of anything, then like maybe you should try something you new, you know? So, okay, the first time I, I actually tried something new today, I cemented this new type of crown uh, on my patient. Like, usually my other crowns have been, like, this other type of material, but today I cemented a porcelain. It's actually called an Emax crown, so it was, like, a new kind of material I had to work with, a new, like, set of steps I had to do to cement it. Um, and, yeah, it turned out really pretty, and the patient was really happy, and I'm happy about that. But you know what I realized? It's kind of an unfair question for people that are in school because when you're in school, you're kind of always trying something new. Like, you should be trying something new every week, you know? Do you want to tell people where that crown's been? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that already. You guys, literally 10 minutes before the appointment. It's like 12.50. I opened the box to get the little baby Emacs, little tiny little crown out. It's so pretty, this little baby crown. I open it and I'm like, hmm, this box is a little resistant. What gives? So I keep opening, 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 and then boom! The box springs open and then the crown flies out, bounces, ding, 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 on the floor, and then underneath the heating grate. Yes, that's right. It was literally underneath the little, like, side heating panel of the room. So then I, like, stop, drop, and roll it, like, drop my stomach on the floor. I'm practically mopping the floor with my body, like, swimming through the tile, looking for this crown. I'm actually doing the breaststroke, like, the froggy, trying to swim to get to, to see where the crown is. I can't find it. This other guy... jealous of the floor. <laughs> This other guy in my class, shout out to Hyel, thank you for helping me. He sees me on the ground. And he's like, oh, let me help. Like the whole room, because we share a room with like three or four other students. So everyone's like, oh shit, something's going down. And Connie's part of the room. Um, so then I run over to my best friend Gigi's um, operatory and I'm like, Gigi, you need to come into my op right now. You have to help me look for my crown. And she just goes, oh no. And like puts down her phone and like walks over. And then, so I'm, like, swimming through the tile. They're kind of helping me swimming through the tile. No one's really as dedicated, though, as I am. I'm truly mopping the floor. Um, That's one shit. It's your Yeah, it's it's my crown. Finally, thank the Lord, I found it. It, like, landed on this perfect little piece of, like, window pane or something that was hidden in the corner. It was kind of like I was looking all over. I was literally, like, I was very calm for most of it. I was like, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Then towards the end, I was like what if I don't find it? Like, I need to cement this crown today. The patient is in the waiting room right now. And then, like, I don't know what happened, but the heavens cleared. I heard, like, ah, and I saw the little guy just on that little piece of, like, window pane underneath the heating thing. And then I slowly pulled it out. Um, and, yeah, then I plopped it into a cup of mouthwash to sanitize. And now that's in a human being's mouth. And now mouth. it is cemented into someone's mouth. Just kidding. Well, I actually did sanitize it enough with, like, alcohol and all that stuff. I'm sure. So it was, like, about as clean as you could get it. It was, like, probably cleaner than had I not cleaned it. Okay? So for before you guys go all crazy and pitchforks on me, um, I made sure it was thoroughly sanitized. The margins were perfect. It looked beautiful. This, this reminds me of all the times I dropped pills at CVS and just put them right back on the counting tray. Let me, let, let me imagine, imagine the, who is it, the DEA? Yeah. Imagine the DEA is at your front doorstep, and then you're like, one second, and then you drop, like, the one, what, like, OxyContin? Like, I don't really know what's, like. I don't know, like. I don't even know what would be valuable. That's how out of touch I am with my pharmacy site. Although, I'm very impressed that I remembered Lamictal and Dipakote today. So, yeah, that was the yes. last time I tried something new today. Thank God. Thank the Lord I found that little precious baby crown. 
Anyways, Jimmy, when was the last time you tried something new? Well, um, you know, I think we can tell uh, Julia Child to move over because there's a new uh, head chef around these parts named Connie Wang. Uh, I've been here. She's been here, but I've been the new recently, Julia Child. She uh, made for me some rutabaga fries. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've never had a rutabaga, nor I have I had either. it in fry form. Uh, so it was a, yeah, it was a nice, nice try. Uh, because, you know, some, I don't like rutabaga all that much is what I learned from trying this. Just because it's a little bitter. But aren't you but happy you tried it? did a really good job seasoning it and trying to, like, kind of mask the bitter taste. I did pretty good. Um, yeah, because I'm like a little kid. Like, you're, like, I don't eat tomatoes. I have to hide I don't the vegetables. Like, <laughs> I don't like if vegetables are cut a certain way. Yeah, no, I really um, jumped through the hoops I jumped through to make sure your cardiovascular health is okay. Yeah. Um, but I must say, I think whoever is the PR for rutabaga needs to step it up. Because listen, it tastes fine. Rutabaga tastes like a mix between like a turnip and a potato. It's actually quite good and could pass as fries. And like think about how good it could be for like the health world. If people, like, replaced potatoes with rutabaga. But no, rutabaga instead is labeled as this, like, grandpa food just because of its name. Like, who named it a rutabaga? <laughs> Jimmy's like, I Probab- didn't expect the Probably Lou Bega, uh, you know, singer for Mambo Number no. 5. Okay. He's, like, he's like, this is my son, Ruta. <laughs> Wait, let me, let me Google rutabaga. A little bit of rutabaga on my side. Why is... You don't like this Lou Bega bit at all? I'm just letting you go. I don't even know if I'm keeping this in. You're keeping this. No, I'm keeping it. I just support your creative endeavors, and I think that this this is good. Um, oh, okay. So the root, the word rutabaga comes from the Swedish word rotabaga. That's literally the word rutabaga. It comes from the Swedish word rotabaga, which means root ram, baggy root, thick root, and ram's foot. Anywho, that is all we have for Journal Club. Now on to Spit Talk. Alrighty, you guys. So this week for Spit Talk, uh, super exciting. This week, I'm actually going to be spending Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday in New York, New York City. Um, it's kind of funny because I have no concept of New York City whatsoever. So people keep being like, where are you staying though? And I'm like, I don't know, New York City. And they're like, there are like literally so many places in New York City. Yeah, so anyways, this week I'm super excited because I'm going to be shadowing this really cool dental office in Manhattan. This is a dental, um, well, this is a dentist and a dental practice that I've really admired for quite some time. So I'm just super thankful that they're letting me shadow them because if you think about it, like, I'd be kind of stressed if I had to have someone shadow me. Like, they would kind of just be an inconvenience. So I'm just trying not to be an inconvenience. Um, And yeah, I'm just excited to meet them. Yeah, basically, I'm just, like, very thankful for this opportunity just because, like, they totally did not have to let me shadow them. Um, And they were very nice about it. So, yeah, that is the best. And I will not forget this someday. I think I'll be giving this experience back to some you know some little dental student some some little dental youths yeah that like wants to shadow me so anyways i'm excited to take this this voyage this pilgrimage to new york city but today i actually wanted to focus on since it's a halloween episode jimmy i think we can learn a lot about someone when you find out what was the halloween candy that they used to trade 
during trick or treating. So I think is it like that, like that I would give away or that yeah. I'm trying to trade for. No, like I just love understanding Halloween candy currency. Like I just think it says a lot about a person. So for me, for example, mm-hmm. the sh- the stuff that I would always trade away, I would always try to trade my three musketeers. Okay. Did you did you like them? I did. I would have accepted. Them really, you would have accepted. Okay. Um, I would have probably traded a three musketeers, or. I would also have traded a Milky Way. I'm not a big, uh, like, marshmallow, super sweet chocolate kind of person. I would always trade away the Heath Bars Mm. and the Razor Blades. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Um, I I don't know why. They kept getting in my bag. (laughs) My favorite kind of candy was, um, I love the Kit Kats and the Twixes in particular. Twixes are borderline a little bit too sweet for me, but they're so good. Like, I think I just had so many in a row where I started to feel sick from them, but just one is perfect. Actually, no. I I actually vividly remember shoving, like, cramming five Twix bars in my mouth at once before. Oh, you know what I would actually trade away, too? What? This might, like, get me hot water. No, like, you know how, like, every once in a while, like, there'd be a house that, like, like really went a little too hard full candy bars no i'm talking like the people that do like like candy apples oh yeah no you're kind of just like, like um this is nice but yeah like i don't know there's just something like i feel like a candy apple is like from an era that like before exi- chocolate like, existed well before like there was anything good yeah um i'm a little worried that you're gonna be that dentist handing out toothbrushes and stuff no no if anything so I feel all right like, every halloween you're not a dentist for the day. no i feel like what's gonna happen is people are gonna find out that i'm the dentist in the neighborhood and they're gonna avoid my house so to lure them to like me and to come to my house we're, jimmy we're gonna have to give away the full-size candy bars so what was your favorite candy bar yeah so my favorite kind of candy to get when i was trick-or-treating was the mystery airheads i just loved like being like "Ooh, what what flavor is it Wait, was the mystery Airheads, is the mystery a flavor, or was it one of the known flavors, but just white? Um, I think it, honestly, I think mystery Airheads, mystery uh, Skittles. They're their own flavor. And mystery Starburst. I don't even know if they're all owned by the same people. They're their own flavor, but it's blueberry. Yeah, it kind of does taste like. Like it's blue, like not even blueberry. It's no, just blue Raz. Oh, right, 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 blue Raz. But it kind of is more like blue tasting. Yeah, it's like, not it's quite not as raspberry. Yeah, but it's 100% what all that shit was. I think it's all the same company probably. Like, yeah. And they're like, hey, uh, what if we just did blue raspberry we just didn't put food coloring in it? Editing Connie here. Can I just say, I think it's kind of like insane that we as a society invented the flavor blue raspberry, which like isn't even a real fruit. It's a color plus a known fruit, which does taste very di- blue raspberry tastes different from raspberry like there's definitely a distinction but i just think it's interesting that like we as a society invented a fake fruit and then we like based a flavor an artificial flavor off of this that we all know and agree on when it doesn't exist in real life like if you blindfolded me i could definitely be able to tell what's blue raz and what's normal raz but it's just interesting like how did we all decide like blue tasted that way i don't know just some thoughts yeah. That is literally what they did. I also feel like I'm someone, I don't know if you feel this way, I'm someone that much rather preferred the um, sour fruit candies than the chocolate ones. So I would much more happily trade those. Like, if someone tried to trade with me for a fruit candy, they would have to trade, like, two or so chocolates in order mm-hmm. to equal one fruit candy, like a Sour Patch. Honestly, like, nothing beats the classic Reese's Cup in terms of, like, candy you get. 
Oh my god, we would have had such a good trade, Jimmy. I would have traded you so many of my Reese's Cups for, like, your, like, Sour Patch Packs. Really? Yeah, I feel like... Didn't you just get through saying you didn't want fruit candy? Like, fruit as candy. Like, apple. Oh, yeah. No, but I thought you meant fruity stuff, too. No, I love fruity stuff. So you so No, you that's that's the point stuff. is I want fruity stuff. Like it takes two chocolate bars to equal one fruity thing for oh, me cuz I, I love it so much. Oh, I wanted two chocolate bars. No, keep up with this SAT question. This is tricky. <laughs> this is um this was Halloween night was my first intro into economics. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Supply and demand. What is the best thing you ever got for Halloween? Um like candy-wise? Yeah, or like if you got anything See, I like you said, I didn't like it when the hot when the houses went all out, like with the homemade rice krispies or the homemade like candy apples. Like just mm-hmm. give me give me a wrapped Reese's, Barbara. Like that's all I want is just something like wrapped and familiar. True. Um You know what makes me sad is I what? think that Hershey came out with the take five, kinda mm-hmm. like after yes you are so right i would have loved that you might have been like (laughs) i'm only two years behind you (laughs) i think i might have gotten that a couple times like in high school when i was trick-or-treating and probably wasn't supposed to i think a couple times i got a take five and i was like whoa what's this new thing and i got kind of scared by it so i traded it but then later on in life like i think you actually introduced me to take fives i remember one year in college i think i was a sophomore in college and we stopped by cbs and you got take fives and you introduced me to this brand new world it's a pretty good uh, candy bar. It's uh, used to have a red label. Now it's like they've kind They're of like. They're different. Now it's like uh, they kind of like looped it in with the Reese's product line because mm. um, it wasn't selling too well on its own. But it used to be like a red packaging. Now it's like kind of orange and Reese's looking. I think uh, that's what all I was have. your favorite Halloween outfit? My favorite Halloween outfit of all time was this was a really good one. One year, I was Appa from Avatar: The Last Airbender because I had a really fluffy white robe. So I put on the robe on the hood, and on the on the hood, I taped a cardboard arrow on my head. Cute. Isn't that cute? So none of the costumes that we've done together. I mean, those were all cold and slutty. <laughs> oh, I think our weirdest costume was um, I was the old man from Up, and Connie was a little boy. Yeah, um, it seemed cuter in hindsight. It did. We'd been dating for several years at that point. so Does that make idea. it any better? I don't know. You're an old man. I'm a little boy. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm into that boyish look of yours. Yeah. Uh, and then, so what were we this year? Okay, so basically this year for our Halloween costumes... Uh, I decided to go to TJ Maxx to look for them, and um, I walk before, the seconds before I walk into the store, I go to Jimmy, and I go, okay, Jimmy, this year for Halloween, now, don't let me get a costume that's way too bulky, because I don't want to be bumping into everyone's drinks on the bar crawl, okay? He's like, okay. Lo and behold, I turn my head right that very second as I'm finishing the (laughs) sentence, and what do I see hanging on the rack? An adorable costume made for boys ages five to eight. And it's a little fiery race car that you, like, wear as straps on your shoulders. And then the headlights turn on, which is really funny because basically this costume's meant for, like, boys, right? Like, children boys. Child boys. Wait, is there another way to say this? Well... Young boys. But then I put it on, and this costume, which is way too small for me, it actually fits around my waist, and the headlights are right where my boobs are. So I just thought it'd be really funny if, like, I had a sign. So I made a sign that said honk for headlights, and you press the button, and the headlights turn on, um, and it was, like, perfectly placed. 
It was really fun. Uh, the only thing not fun about that whole deal was the number of homeless people that not just homeless you. people. It was mostly homeless people. No, there were grown men. <laughs> no, they were grown men that were homeless. That no, were, like mostly saying things. No, they're just standing on a stoop. Oh, you don't know that oh, they're homeless. Okay, now they those guys probably not. Yeah, the, I like they were like there are multiple many... people said things to Connie. That I wanted to be like, hey, that's my lady. But uh, there were I was many... scared because we were on the streets. And I was in a Power Ranger costume and I didn't want people to test me. It was... The one guy was like, oh, I'd like to take a ride in that trunk. And I was just like, sir? Yeah, and I didn't even sir? hear it. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was mostly the dads that really made me uncomfortable. Because I'm like, your child son is admiring my race car. You should not be admiring my race car. <laughs> So anyways, that was our Halloween experience. Anyways, we have talked long enough, so without further ado, now it is time for our main episode. Alrighty, you guys. So today for the main episode, it's kind of funny. I was originally going to do like a more serious topic, but then I realized like, okay, Halloween is my favorite holiday. Uh, Actually, no, that's a very bold statement. Hmm, I think Thanksgiving is. But Halloween is one of my very most favorite holidays and days of the year. So I wanted to do something kind of spooky, silly, fun, not too serious and lighthearted. Also, I wanted to do something very interesting for me and you guys know me you guys know I love learning about like the subconscious mind and I kind of believe in all that stuff and in particular I love learning more about dreams and in particular nightmares so I thought a really fun episode today would be for me to unpack for you guys the top 10 most popular nightmares to have and what those nightmares mean like what they say about you and your subconscious what your subconscious is trying to tell you I love like this deeper meaning stuff and it's kind of funny because like anyone that doesn't love this stuff is probably like Connie like just let a nightmare be a nightmare but you know me I can't just let anything be anything there has to be a deeper meaning to it so without further ado let's get started into the top 10 most popular nightmares with number one being I get this one a lot being chased by something someone Uh, basically if you dream that you're being chased it indicates it's kind of straightforward it it indicates that you're running away from something or someone in real life and it's a sign that you're suppressing some type of emotion in yourself so maybe you're running away from your own feelings of anger anxiety or like resentment or something alternatively it can also mean that like maybe you're running away from some sense of responsibility in your life or like something that you have to do like you know you have to do it but you don't feel ready to do it yet which actually makes a lot of sense when you look at my to-do list I have like so many like things that I have to do like little tasks in minutia and stuff like that um so yeah I definitely feel this one (laughs) Also, I thought that this was interesting. The chaser in your dream can actually represent a part of yourself that you're running from, like your own feelings of uh, anger or like jealousy or things like that. It's basically saying that you're running away from something causing fear or anxiety in your life, and it shows that you can have a tendency to avoid um, like what you're trying to face, or it, it shows that you feel pressure and you feel inhibited in some sort of way also, like you're bogged down by this thing. 
Okay, most common nightmare number two is having your teeth fall out, which is interesting because for someone that loves her dentition so much, you know, my teeth are my everything. I want to help everyone in their teeth. I've strangely never had this nightmare before. So basically, this nightmare of having your teeth fall out indicates that you're facing change involving some sort of loss in your life, like losing a job or losing a significant amount of money or going through a breakup. It can also indicate anxiety about like your appearance and how you think others perceive you. So it can also stem from if you have any sort of feelings of like fear of rejection or embarrassment or feeling unattractive of some sort. Also, I thought this was interesting too. Teeth are used to like bite or chew, right? So dreaming about losing these can actually stem from if you have a sense of powerlessness, if you feel like um, like you have no other choice, something like that, like if you feel like helpless basically. And um, that of course can add to self-confidence issues as well. Number three, if you have a dream where you're catching on fire, that's literally a sign that you should be aware of change or something in your life that can potentially cause problems. Or it's also a sign that you might be like starting something fresh, starting new, like a, like creating like a new identity and like coming out of the ashes kind of. So it could also be like a good kind of sign too. Number four, the most common nightmare that a lot of people have is getting shot, which I actually have a lot too. I don't know why I, well, now I know why. Um, it's kind of sad actually. So if you have a dream that you're getting shot, it means that you feel like you're fighting for survival in your day-to-day -day life and you feel like you're struggling to achieve your goals or you feel like you're stuck in an uncomfortable situation. I usually get a double whammy, like a one-two little punch of getting shot, uh, getting chased by someone and then getting shot by someone, which is kind of crazy. Also, side note, I don't know if any of you guys experience this. I feel like a lot of times if I'm in a dream where I where I know that I'm dreaming, I really try really hard to like like squeeze my eyes open, basically. And a lot of times that happens in these like in those types of scenarios. Anywho, number five, the one of the most common nightmares to have is being naked in public like giving a speech and then realizing you're in your underwear or like you know stuff like that so basically that means that you feel either uncertain about yourself and unable to find yourself and you feel like you're just like questioning yourself or you also could be feeling wrongly accused of something or you could be feeling vulnerable and exposed like quite literally literally uh, and you feel ashamed about this or it's a sign that you're struggling to keep something hidden so there's also an interesting theory that if you see a nude person like someone else that's nude and you feel like bad for them or upset about it then you're worried about exposing that person or you're worried about someone else in that sense Number six, I don't know why I said two. Number six, another common nightmare is that you're unable to find a toilet in time. So it's kind of funny, actually. All of these nightmares kind of just symbolize like a more realistic version of what you're actually trying to say. So if you dream you're unable to find a toilet, it's saying that you find it difficult to express your needs in a certain situation. You feel like your personal needs are not being met by others because you're always putting other people first. And it's a sign that maybe you're feeling like you're lacking time to take care of yourself, like lacking time for personal things, and you need more privacy, more self-care, or more self-expression. Uh, number seven, if you feel unprepared for an exam. Oh, geez, I get this like once every, like, once a year or so, I have this nightmare and it's pertaining to like an exam or a class that like I have not had in a very long time. So if you have a nightmare that you're unprepared for an exam, it's just a reflection of your lack of confidence or you feel like you're unable to advance to the next stage of life. Number eight, 
one of the most common dreams, I get this one too, is falling. And so this stems from if you have insecurity or anxiety about a situation and you feel like you just lost control, or it also symbolizes that you're afraid of failing at something. Um, like maybe there's something new that you want to try and you're just afraid because um, you think that you might be bad at it or something. It also symbolizes helplessness, vulnerability, and feeling overwhelmed. Alternatively, you might enjoy this falling sensation. Like maybe you're actually skydiving and it's beautiful and you're having a grand old time. That means that you're actually not afraid of the changes to come and you're probably excited for them too, which is good. Number nine, a common nightmare is being late. So this represents your worry and anxiety about taking your life in a different sort of direction. Um, and it kind of feels like you're trying to get things done, but that you're like running out of time maybe, or uh, something like that. Like you have some kind of self-imposed deadline. It's also unconsciously telling you that it's actually never too late to do what you want in life. Um, or it can also be an expression of feeling like frustrated or regret about missing a certain opportunity in life. Like maybe you have this really great opportunity, but then you felt like you were unprepared for it. And so that can manifest as being late in your dreams as well. And number 10, another very common nightmare to have is that you are drowning, which quite literally means that you feel overwhelmed with your emotions or overwhelmed with the amount of work you have or um, something going on at home too. So basically it represents that like we feel like we can't catch our breaths and it feels like we don't get a moment to ourselves. So kind of similar to the um, being unable to find like a bathroom or a toilet, it just means that you need to take more time for yourself. Editing Connie here. You know what's so funny? Like, a big part of having these dreams is, like, maybe you just watched a movie where all these things happen. Like, it could just be because you were reminded of something like this. So now I feel like because I just had this discussion, I'm going to have, like, the world's ultimate nightmare tonight about, like, being chased, shot, drowning, burning, waiting for a bathroom, naked. Like, it's just going to be a lot. So you're welcome that I sacrificed tonight's night of sleep for your education. Last but not least, I thought this was interesting. So the nightmares that women have most often are that their loved ones are passing, whereas the nightmares that men have most often is technology malfunctioning, which I just thought was funny and interesting. But anyways, that is all I have this week for your Halloween spooky scary episode. I wanted to keep things lighthearted, wanted to keep things fun. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. This is officially kicking off like my favorite time of the year, which is like fall. Like I love September and October fall, but I really love also November fall because that's like festive fall. So yeah, anyways, get excited. I hope you guys have a good day wherever you are. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye!